Wellness Warriors, welcome back. This is What Makes Me Well. I'm your host, Asada Jones, and every episode I sit down with a special guest and we discuss all the different aspects of their life that make them well. This week, I got to sit down with intuitive oracle card reader and angelic medium, Jaslyn Echo. Now, Jaslyn has been reading for a number of years now, and with her YouTube channel, she has been able to reach thousands of people across the globe, which naturally led me to wonder, who is propping her up and what supports her in her endeavors and what makes her well? So I reached out to her and she graciously responded back and agreed to share her time and her story with me and you, the listeners. Before we move on to Jaslyn's interview though, I do have some housekeeping that I need to get to. Listeners, rate and review this podcast on whatever podcast listening app you are on. Each rating, each review really does help get the podcast up in the charts and makes it more discoverable for people when they're searching for new podcasts or similar podcasts to the ones that they're already listening to. So do me a solid, hit that subscribe button, type in a little review and I'll read it on the podcast and rate it most importantly. Um... I really appreciate those of you that have already done it. And for those of you that have been sharing it on social media, putting it on your story, I love, love, love you. Thank you so much for that. Also, I want to know what makes you well, listeners. Tag me or hashtag what makes me well or WMMW on your posts. And I will be following them. And um, it'll be a great opportunity for us to connect in the social sphere. Last but most certainly not least, listeners, I know that life can be tough and making decisions can be hard. So if you need some advice about anything under the sun, email me anonymously at whatmakesmewell at gmail.com and I will read your question on the podcast and I will answer it in real time and um, it can be anonymous and your question can possibly help out somebody else with their issues. It's a win-win situation. All right, listeners, that's all I have for you. Let's start the show. Oh my God, thank you so much for joining me, Jasmine. I appreciate of it. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thanks. Um, so listeners, we are remotely podcasting because of uh, social distancing and flattening the curve. Being responsible. Yes, being responsible. I would have loved to have you over in my home and we'd be like yeah. sipping fun cocktails. And stuff. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. the next time. Next we'll... time for sure. So I like to start off every episode by talking about just the highlights of your week. What was the highlight of your week this week? Um, the highlight of my week is I almost reached 5,000 subscribers. I'm three subscribers away from 5K. Nice. And I've been doing it for like less than a year on YouTube. That's really great. What is, I, um, I just started a, or not started. I just started to pay attention again because I neglected it. And I think I'm answering my own question right now of, um, do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my intuition. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. It's like, I'm there that I'm not. And then anyway, so for the podcast, I'm trying to create a, a community and a following and yeah, hard you know to um to 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 stay that consistent 
and then with robots and stuff, I'm getting a lot of like robots like, hey, you want to see my blah, blah. Oh and it's like, my oh. gosh, I get the user. There was a time like when I first started because, you know, I do sexual tarot readings back in, well, back when I did tarot. And now I still do sexual chemistry readings, but it's different. I use like sex position cards and like I go deep with like um, channeled message cards and then I'll channel in energy. So it's like, I'll give you the real deal, you know, with that. But here's the thing. I don't appreciate getting harassed and being like, hey, I'm willing to pay you a thousand dollars a month. I don't even know about the reading stuff, but I just want to see you. And I'm just like, I totally get it. But I had to set a boundary with that. I had to be like, listen, this is not okay. Yeah, I believe it. Good for you. Um, all right. So your highlight of the week is 10, almost you're very close to 10 K. That's really awesome. No, no, five. Five K. Right. That might be a spiritual note because I've actually been trying to manifest 10 K and that can probably happen in two weeks. But you I'm know, like, oh, there you go. That's crazy that you said that. <laughs> hey, it, sometimes it's a slip of the tongue. Sometimes I'm just manifesting, you know. No. Putting, <laughs> oh yes, yes. Um, so that's really no, but that's really you have a very big reach, and you have the opportunity to help so many people. Exactly. That's really fantastic and give them guidance and some, not sometimes all the time. That's what we need. That's what we're seeking as human beings is guidance and a connection just to, you know, like we're unified to something or connected to something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And not even to feel like, but to get the confirmation because we are, we are, we are connected. You know, all of us are collected and a lot of people I'm going to dive into a side story, but it connects to this. I promise this side story is about my YouTube channel. I do pick a card readings on there sometimes. Well, all the time. And, um, and sometimes I'll do manifestation videos and stuff like that. But with the pick a card readings, people want to know how it can be, how it can feel so personalized in a generalized reading. Why? Because a lot of us, um, we connect with other people. So for instance, there's like a friend that you, you swear could have been your sister in another life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or your brother in another life. Or you feel so divinely connected to your mother in, in this real life. Or you don't. You feel more connected to your friends. It's like a soul family, a collective soul conscious. Um, so a lot of us, so sometimes like when they're like, oh, I was thinking that the other day. Or I was just thinking that. It happens a lot with my dad. Like there are times where I don't talk with my dad for like a week. And then we'll come back together. And I was like, you know what? And it was this random theory. That's my father's an Aquarius like me. So we have like these weird random theories. And I'm like, hey, dad, what do you think about, you know, like placebo effect? And he was like, you know what? I was thinking about that yesterday, Jaslyn. And it's this collective conscious energy because we share a whole family. You know what I mean? So I totally get that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, my highlight of the week was not eating all of the cake that oh. is in my house. <laughs> You had such a very good and professional highlight, and I just, <laughs> my husband made a cake, and I didn't eat all of it, and that is my win for the week. Well, here's the thing. I stopped at two and a half glasses of wine instead of three. You know, oh. we're, t- <laughs> we're taking that our win. That happened this week, so it's great. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? I mean, you really, the only thing you can do is at-home workouts, go out a little bit. And if that, you want to go right back into your house because you're afraid that what if this is airborne and you become paranoid? You know what I mean? 
So it's like, I'd rather just, oh my gosh. And you can't go to the pool. You can't go to, I can't go to my community's pool at all. I have three pools and we can't go to it because the kids quarantine. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm not about yeah. to share a pool of people who I, you know, it's weird. And that's, a, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what did you do this week to be well? Like as far as your personal wellness regimen, what did you do this week to be well? Okay, so I wake up at 5 a.m. every single morning, either 5 or 5.30 a.m. every single morning. I'll just lay in my bed for like 30 minutes. I know how this sounds, but I'll just lay in my bed for 30 minutes. And then once I'm ready to get up, I'll get up, I'll take a shower, whatever. And then finally, I start off with my daily manifestations. I go in and I start off with some pure vanilla tea. Nice. And yeah. And um, I sit down and I meditate and it's going to sound weird, but I'm a spiritualist. So I sit there, I meditate and I connect with my spirit guides. I listen to the advice for the day. I do my daily pool and I relax. I'm also, you know, I have medicinal marijuana. So I smoke a joint to relax and zen out. And then once I'm good and I'm clear, two hours later, I begin my readings. That's really cool. So did you do anything like out of the ordinary this week because of, or let me rephrase the question. What have you been doing? That I, you- I'm a natural pacifist. Okay. So first of all, I'm a natural pacifist, but I had to fight someone over toilet paper. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh. I just need a four pack. And she was, I heard her on the phone, guys. This is not even, she was on the phone. She was like, okay, how many do we have left? She said five. Five oh, packages. No. no, no. You see, some people need four packages, but it's fine. I wasn't like a fight. I was just telling her, listen, this is not normally something normally I do, but I heard you in your conversation. I know you have toilet paper. Yeah. She was, like, she was like, how could you eavesdrop in my conversation? And I'm like, how could you be greedy? So yeah. That was the whole situation there. But good for you. I totally stand by that. And I think as, you know, for people like us that are seemed, uh, you know, we're not very physical, we're, you know, we're passive people. Yeah. um, There is a tendency to kind of um, stand down and surrender and not necessarily speak up or only speak up when it's like, when it's really bad. But there is something about just daily asserting yourself. And I think if more people were in the practice of asserting themselves um, on in a, in a daily basis where it's not a high tense situation, yeah. it wouldn't feel so like, it wouldn't feel like such a big thing mm-hmm. when like you, when you speak up and you say, Hey, um, I heard you talking also way too loud in a grocery oh, store. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. All of this toilet paper. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and take this toilet paper for myself because I know that you're fine. And like, if, if, and that shouldn't be seen as a confrontation. That's just truth. Like that's oh, yeah. just, you know, but going into like what you said, that whole explanation, I love that logical structured thought and foundation of an explanation. I love it because it sparks like an awakening in me. So people who are natural pacifists, they tend to be also natural empaths, okay? What that is is people who pick up on emotions. All of us are empaths naturally. That's how we can 
catch diseases and stuff like that from each other. Okay. We pick that up. Um, we pick up on the energy. If we feel somebody else is sick, then all of a sudden we get the symptoms. We see someone else yawn, we yawn. It's a mimicking thing. It's, you can dive into it. But when you're an empath, usually your throat chakra is suppressed. Why? Because you feel like, you know what? I realize I get your point, even though this other person doesn't, even though they're being like highlighted or whatever. But I had to like do a lot of um, like opening up of my throat chakra, like speaking up for myself, defending myself. And so over time, and that's something I recently learned how to do. It wasn't like something that like, oh yeah, I woke up one day and this is like, no, no, no. This is something I recently learned how to do. And it has been a struggle for a while because I would just let people walk all over me. Yeah. I mean, I also think that women are taught to be more sympathetic, to be more empathetic and to stand down more and not to speak up because you don't want to be, you don't want to be the uppity one. You don't want to be the the rowdy one to anger. You don't want to overshadow the male ego. Right. Uh, That a hundred percent. And also like, if you're a little bit brown, you don't want to be the angry Uh, brown person. Oh my God. You know what though? I was in a really big fear about that for a while too. Oh, me too. I was very paranoid. Even now I'm like, when you look at your surroundings and you're just like, I don't, I don't think I should say anything right now. You know what I mean? Like leave it alone. And you just have to do that. Choose your battles. Yes. And, and, and like, do I have, are there enough people in this space that I feel like could back me up or yeah. am I going to be deemed the angry black woman or the angry Spanish woman or not the angry Spanish woman, the fiery Spanish woman, because you or know, the one who, um, okay. Is ghetto or just like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? You just yeah. have to make sure that you're on point all the time. It's just added yeah. pressure. I know. Right. But I think if, um, if we give ourselves the freedom to, to um, be okay with asserting ourselves more often than... I love how you said give ourselves the freedom because you know that we're in power of ourselves. It um, is. It really is. It's, it's, yeah. And it's all of the messages that we, are, that we receive from outside that we are imposing on ourselves. Exactly. Nobody ever told... Nobody ever went, man, Asada's an angry black woman or, you know, she's a... You know, nobody ever said that to me. But I've, it's the, the, the microaggressions and the, and yeah, the, it's the, the, the body language, what, you know, right. honestly, 90% of what comes out of a human's mouth is not what really they're saying. Right. Okay. But, we have to pay attention to the energy. So yeah, absolutely. And, but what, what they, you know, their uncomfortableness I'm interpreting as, oh, they feel like I'm an angry black woman and I'm going to go ahead and shut up because I don't want to be seen as an angry black woman. Nobody yeah. actually told me that. It but was it's just, something that we've seen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, good for you for standing up for yourself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I got my toilet yeah. paper. You sure did. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a, such a small thing actually is, it's, it's actually a really big thing. It's, it's you standing up for yourself for even your for little thing. Yeah. Even for the little yeah. things. Yeah, truly. Truly. It's a ripple Get that toilet paper, girl. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's move into the main crux of the podcast. Um, what makes you well? What do you, or what would you say is your... Um, I like to call it a recipe for wellness. Like everybody has their thing, you know, what is your recipe for wellness? And more importantly, how did you find out that all of those things were what 
actually lifts you up and supports you and enables you to do what you do? So this is basically how I found out how to be happy by myself. And this plays a part in my daily wellness. I love this. You have to be happy with yourself. You have to accept yourself and love yourself. And for the longest time, I didn't. Like there was a time where I looked in the mirror and because I didn't look like my siblings, I felt like I didn't belong here, like on earth whatsoever. So I needed to find a way to appreciate myself. So I was like, I'm not a person who reads a ton of books. I'm not a person who's going to, you know, sit down and write a whole bunch of affirmations out and then just focus on, that's just not how my brain works. What do, what makes, what connects me? Well, I really like hot yoga. I really like movement, so I'll do pole. I really like um, challenging my mindset. So you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to study people. I do that all the time. I also go to Druid Park. My ancestry is involved with like Druids, which is like Ireland. And also I have African descent too. So I go to Druid Park, which it makes me feel connected to like my ancestry. I go underneath this big tree. I lay out my black yoga mat. I sit down and I just breathe. And I know that probably sounds so boring to somebody, but that makes me feel so at peace being in my own energy, feeling like, okay, what's unbalanced in my energy right now? I pay attention to the loudest thought in my mind, even if I can't clear my mind. If my loudest thought is in my mind, then I go towards that loudest thought and I fully process it. And I say, I don't know where this fear is coming from of me not like loving or accepting myself. I don't know. And I dive deep inside myself and I find those answers. Mm-hmm. That's I love that. I love that. So you meditate on everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. What was your life like or what was, yeah, what was Jasmine's life like before you before you discovered meditation or was there ever a time in your life? Because I feel like um, meditation can take forms in a lot of different ways. You have like the traditional sitting meditation. You can do like a walking meditation, a sipping meditation with tea which or coffee, which is my personal favorite. I do that too. Yes, that's how I manifest. There's meditative writing. I do that when I channel. Yeah. So was there a form of meditation or excuse me, was meditation always present in your life? And if it wasn't, what was your life like without it? So like without meditation, here's the thing. I've always written since I, I was in third grade. Mm, okay. I always like was writing songs. Songwriting is meditative writing. It's automatic writing. You're channeling in from your higher self deep within your soul and expressing yourself, right? Yeah. So I was in third grade and I remember just finding this peace in writing. My whole life could be in disarray. My parents could have arguments or, you know, like the family portrait by pink, the whole scenario. And I would just sit there and I would dive in. I would meditate with music. I would connect with music. I would go with the vibe. I was always about vibrations, drums, um, guitars. really made me feel at one with myself and felt like everything is going to be okay because there's someone out there who, like, knows how I feel. So then what, what was it? What was the, the um, motivation to like get you into the more traditional forms of meditation? Um, spiritual awakening. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that you can create more expansive energy through meditation. Yeah. So that's the reason meditation is the reason why I'm able to communicate with the angelic realm so clearly. 
Okay. So what was that like? I mean, have you always been able to, um, are you, are we talk about it? Are you okay? Okay. Have you always been able to talk with the spiritual realm or have you always had this gift? Well, yes, I've always been able to see, I've always had clairvoyance very strongly. So I was able to see the future very well and feel, I was really connected with my feelings, but I didn't know how to control it. And I would always get these words in my mind and these sudden inspirations and it would come in my voice, but it didn't feel like it was my stream of consciousness. So when I was younger, I just thought, oh, that was a random thought. Like, I don't know where that came from. But all of a sudden someone would, you know, someone would tell me their story and I would get this random thought and they were like, yeah, that did happen. How did you know that? You know, stuff like that in the beginning. So when I first started, my, it was actually my sister. She gave me my angelic oracle cards and she was like, listen, can you give me a reading real quick? So I gave her a reading real quick. Like when I was just like, I was out of practice for a while. I was married. I was a military wife. So I just got divorced and I was like, all right, I'll try to read. And all of a sudden I get this wave of information and she'll tell you, it just hit me. And I just couldn't stop. It was like a stream of information coming out of my mouth and people who view my um, YouTube and know this because my videos, you see it. Like I, they'll be able, I'll be able to talk really, really fast. Um, so I can't slow it down because in my mind it's at a high frequency, so it mm-hmm. just goes in really, really fast. So I had to like dig deep into myself. Um, I looked up on YouTube how to meditate. I dove into classes. I went to do hot yoga more. Like I connected with myself. Not being able to do hot yoga right now is killing me. Because, like, my you know what I mean? Like, probably I could get away with doing hot yoga outside. It's already hot enough. You really could. You really could. (laughs) That's how it was in the beginning anyway. So just go outside. It's hot enough. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So um, you have always had a gift. And so I'm assuming before your awakening, there was a period where you were kind of ignoring it. Oh, yes. So what was that like? What was Jaslyn ignoring your your natural gift, ignoring your true calling? What is what was your life like? So as a natural empath, I like I created these very codependent relationships mm-hmm. where I didn't want to focus on myself. I wanted to help whoever I was with excel to like great heights. It was a habit. It was like, what the hell? It was it because you were too afraid of yeah. your own, your own gift, what you possessed, and exactly. what you. Exactly, I couldn't even sleep in the dark by myself. Um, I I wasn't able to sleep in the dark when I turned six because that was the first time I saw an animal spirit, a jaguar, and ever since then I wasn't able to sleep in my room in the dark. And this was like I'm talking 19, right when I met my ex-husband, and. Yeah. So that was like, that was intense. And I felt so like disconnected with my energy. I kept getting, I kept seeing these things move around me. I kept feeling this energy. I kept hearing these thoughts. I couldn't organize it. And I didn't know what all that meant. So instead of me asking, you know, like my grandmother, who is um, a generational psychic that I get my gifts from as well, or my nan on my dad's side, I, I, my throat chakra was so disconnected with myself. And I was so involved with somebody else that yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to myself. Like you could tell from my weight, like I've, since my divorce a year ago, I've lost about almost 60 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so 
Yeah. You were in this toxic marriage and this toxic relationship and in the sense that you lost yourself in in him in or in that relationship. Yeah, I just wanted to make him happy. It was like this I, I wanted to make him like really, really happy. I just wanted him to be happy. I neglected myself completely. Right. It's the adage like, oh, if you're happy, then I'm happy. Yeah, but I wasn't happy. Right. Sometimes, but like, I feel like sometimes we say that to be sweet and to be like, well, honey, if you're happy, I'm happy. But on some level, we, um, some, some people in, in like maybe in a codependent type of relationship or, um, or, or something, um, that is taken, but like to the, to a, um, an extreme extent to where I'm going to neglect how I feel and my emotions about this particular situation or whatever. Or it'll be so suppressed that all of a sudden it'll just come out and then you have an argument and you get even more space from each other. So then you become more unhappy, not knowing that you guys are instant reflections of each other with almost the same things, the same insecurities with each other. Yeah. But one person takes advantage more than the other, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And like resentment and all that stuff. So what, what was the rumblings? Was it your, did you completely disconnect from that, from your spiritual side or excuse me, let me rephrase. Did you completely connect with your spiritual side after your divorce? Yeah, after my divorce, I did. But during that relationship, I completely, yeah, I completely like, it's not fair. I completely avoided it. I avoided my feelings and avoiding those feelings, those sensations and my intuition is what got me into a lot of shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I believe that. That's interesting. So um, what led you, if you're okay with sharing, what led you to decide that? you were going to take the steps or that you were going to make the moves to ha- to get a divorce. And then what was, Oh, well, you already said it was your sister getting you the, the box, right? Well, no, I, I went, I didn't move in with my sister till after I left. So I tried for a little while after um, I left, we just disconnected. I mean, we weren't even like intimate anymore. Um, we were like having spaced out intimacy, like maybe once every three to four months, my weight was getting really high and he no longer was attracted to me. Um, I don't want him to know the exact details. I don't want everybody to know the exact details because if he hears as much as you want, you can totally, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So like we got involved into an open relationship thinking that it would be better, but it got to a point to where I felt so alone. Like I wasn't even like, there I felt like I didn't matter I felt like I felt like I was just a pet well yeah because it was the um or not not to say what it was I'm speculating but it's it's the as long as you're happy I'm gonna be happy okay you want to bring somebody else into this relationship okay maybe this will work if you're happy then maybe this will that type of thing and then to the point where you're not even yourself anymore you're making you're in a you're in a relationship with a whole nother person hoping that it'll bring you closer together to your yeah. original partner. And it yes, it and it brings me closer. Well, it brought me closer to reality, that relationship. The reason why is because when I originally got into that relationship, I created an idealism. I thought that he was gonna be a certain individual and I put pressure on that connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it's not just his fault. There are faults that I recognize and process through, and he's actually a friend of mine now. So yeah. like we actually talk. It took us a while to get that way, but now we're like, hey, how are you doing? Stuff like that. And I wish him well. I've never wished him ill will or anything like that. But that whole situation, and he's apologized for all this, I went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were together for four years, and we were married for one. But once I knew, it was in Dallas, Texas. And he had been with another person. That's when I knew that, like, I couldn't do this anymore. And then we went down to Florida. And then he went with um, someone else. So it was really traumatic for me. Because it was in those distances for those two separate events were days apart. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I and see. it was, it's not like I was included or anything. It was just kind of like I knew about it and that's it. And he's, you know, and we've made amends with that and everything, but it played a really big part. Of, I'm sorry. It played a really big part in my development. Yeah. And for that, like, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. It's almost like you, it, you, you're, um, you're the level of compromising had to get so great. You had to yeah. compromise so much. And how much are you going to be okay? Oh, with it that way. Yeah. Of like whatever he's doing or whatever the situation is. And how much are you going to, to a point where you're like, I have no more. I have, what is this? Like I'm breaking. I have nothing left to give. Yeah. Like I'm breaking this. Tree. Do you remember in the giving tree when the, the boy comes back yeah. after not visiting and exactly then he's left with just a stump and she's like, I have nothing left to give you. Exactly that. It's just like that. Yeah. But yeah, so when we came back and you wanted to see or hang out, I'm just like that tree. I don't have anything left to give you, but you want mm-hmm. to spend time, we can talk. So you went through that growth, that emotional breakup and yeah. and and I mean that's that's a huge that's a big thing. I mean yeah, not I didn't have like any money, I mean, anything. So I had to like really think on my feet, create, and I was okay. Thank God. So is that when you decided to lean into your gifts a little bit more when you yeah, were like, okay. I had to be reliant on my own intuition. It was no, it was no longer I'm taking like orders or I'm taking direction from somebody else. Yeah. It was me having to believe in myself, having to trust in myself. And then because of that, I became connected to my energetic aura and what's in my energetic aura. My light beings are there as well, giving me guidance. So it was about me literally diving into myself and figuring out myself. Because if you know yourself, then you're automatically going to know what you can become, what you can create, um, what you have to be distancing yourself. You know, uh, yeah. if you know yourself, then you can get out of pretty much any situation or build any situation. Yeah. And if you honor, if you honor yourself, a lot of if people you know honor. themselves, but they don't honor themselves. Yeah. They're too yeah. Afraid. yeah they're, too- <laughs> they're like, oh, I know that I don't like this, but I also yeah. know that I don't like confrontation. So I'm not going to say anything. And I'm just exactly. going to myself over this in on the yeah. back. <laughs> and in turn, you end up hurting your own self, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I'm not speaking, speaking from experience, yeah. like I'm not like calling anybody out. Like that's yeah. legit. You know, like no, I've done that before. Everybody's like, had that phase. It's yeah. about finding yourself. Yeah. So um you decided to lean into your um your natural gifts. And so I, I started getting these out. messages like when I was laying down before I would fall asleep. Like usually that's when you're like when you're super tired and your your oars open. I know that now, but back then I didn't. I would get these songs very vividly in my mind, and I felt like something was playing. 
like I, I literally felt like something was playing and my sister's my roommate and I was like can you turn it down and she was like what are you talking about <laughs> I was like I need you to turn the music down and she was like I don't know I'm not playing any music yeah and that's when I started hearing I just started hearing music hmm yeah so let's talk about your support systems a little bit more you've mentioned yeah. your sister a lot mm-hmm. um what has what's your relationship like with your sister has she always been there for you like has she always had your back like that yes she has. We had a period of separation because I was in a toxic relationship. When you are in a toxic relationship, you tend to separate from your family. Yeah. Okay. Um, with my support system, my sister, she's been there for me, like, from the beginning, okay? Um, yeah. She's been there. Um, I mean, it's funny because when I was doing Reiki healing on her, I saw her, like, on a beach because um, I get visions when I do Reiki healing. I'm a Reiki healer as well. And uh, when she was pregnant and I saw her on a beach and she was wishing. And then all of a sudden I came up to her and she was like, it's because I wished for you. And, and, and she really, yeah. And it's crazy. And what's funny is that my sister was supposed to be born on my birthday, February 14th, but she was born on March 1st. I was born on February 14th. So it's crazy. We're years apart, but all of us have all these synchronicities and connections. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but my sister's always been there. She's been always supportive of me. She only, the only thing she ever wanted from me, she never added pressure to, for me to be anything else but myself. And she always honored me. Like when people like made fun of me at school or anything like that, like she would always stand up for me. Like she's honestly the best person that I have in my life. I love that. She has your back. That is. Yeah. I have hers for sure. Is yeah. she your older sister or is she your younger sister? Oh, she's the older sister. Yeah, older. what she says goes. And honestly, what she says goes is really strong, intuitive advice. Typically, yeah. she's really smart, yeah. So she's along with your angel guides, your spirit guides. She is your... Oh, yeah. When we hang out together, I'm just talking with her, her advice, quote unquote, giving little air quotes in the air. She thinks it's just advice, but I'm hearing her guides talk to her and she's literally answering the questions that I had before so like we have a really strong connection um and I also have you know my mother and um my friends as well and my dad and my brother I love that I I have a really good support system you know it was a little bit difficult getting my mom kind of used to it she's still kind of pushed off from it because um she she is a little bit on more on the religious uh side um, yeah. but once she found out that I don't pull from any darkness, I don't do like any, you know, um, I don't do any shadow, you know, Santeria, like I see. Yeah. the only thing I do is pray for the universe, connect with my energy and see auras in the air. Um, and, you know, talk with angels and help people better themselves and like break through really toxic situations and find themselves. And once my mom actually sat down and listened to me, she started to become more open about it. She started to realize and started digging in to try to see more research on this, you know? And she said, you know what? I, I want you to know that I love you. So, and she told me the other day that she was really proud of me and that really sunk in and um, made me cry because uh, she said I inspired her. Oh, I love that. That is so sweet. Yeah, for sure. That's wonderful. I love that. Okay. So I, I typically ask, how did you, find out that these people are your, like your support systems are your people. Um, But it seems like your support system is mainly your family and naturally your people. (laughs) You're born into that. That's fantastic. I was a, I'm a star seed. So what that means is I was label it as the black sheep of the family, whatever you want to call it, but it's just someone who's meant to like break um, certain barriers in, in family, like, 
um, and also like uplift them, enlighten them, progress them, break ancestral bonds, stuff like that. And I've already broken many as well as my sister has. So we've broken like um, family traditions as well as like depression and stuff like that, because it's actually scientifically proven that if you were to focus, fight that depression, you know, um, fight those, those, those habits that are, are traits passed down, you know, in your bloodline, you can actually change your DNA in that way. Yeah. Your lineage can not have to suffer in those deep depressive thoughts as you have because you chose the fight that you chose to break that. You know? That's freaking awesome. Isn't that the I think the power of the human mind and it is just fascinating. I yeah. it's, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. We are such amazing powerful human beings and the power of our brain like is just uh, we don't even know how powerful it is. That's how powerful it is. And I think exactly. amazing. You know, what's crazy is I was watching Inception and I actually did some uh, research on it as well um, for ash projection and stuff like that. I was diving into it. And the interesting part of Inception is they were saying that uh, most of our brain activity, we use more brain activity when we're sleeping, like more brain power, there's more percentage. Um, and that's our subconscious. So we have all this, you know, power within us where this electromagnetic energy within us that we can literally create and do anything as long as we have the will and intent, you know? Yeah, that's, that's so cool. I haven't, I have to go back and, and revisit that movie. I haven't seen it in such a long it's time. really interesting because yeah, yeah. with my, my abilities awakened versus seeing it when I was like, oh, that's so cool, you know, and think, and now thinking, you know, actually that could potentially happen if someone were to ask you project, connect and make a link and walk into your dream and plant a seed into your mind. And then all of a sudden you can't get over them and you're obsessively compulsively thinking about them, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's like, it hits different after you're awakening. Yeah, like, right? no, 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 that's like a scare now. <laughs> that's awesome. So I typically move into um, the next segment and it's called the best breakup. But um, so We've already talked about your um, your divorce and how that contributed to your wellness, and that seems like it's super powerful. Like that's a pivotal moment. It almost dare I say it necessary. For oh, you. It, was. it was necessary for me to transform completely. One hundred percent. That's awesome. Whatsoever. Um, so, besides a romantic breakup. Um, this could be in a career, friendship, you know, a breakup within a theory or a thought. But what was the what was one of your best breakups? And how did that breakup contribute to your wellness? All right, so I'm going to talk about something that's really, really deep in my heart. And it's about it's about a Libra, a fellow Libra like yourself. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, he like when I first met him, I was kind of like stagnant. I was still doing hair, but I was still kind of doing readings on the side, trying to figure out my place really. And then once I met him, he like his energy hyper, like it just hyper drove me. Like it was like this activation, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then all of a sudden I started posting more videos. I started wanting to push myself harder, push myself further. And it was like just having the idealism that we could potentially be something or anything like that really, really pushed me. But Here's the thing. We were never in a relationship. We didn't date, but I, I fell in love with this person because of their energy. I, they had no idea that I would be having dreams and connecting with their spiritual self. And in their waking reality, they'll talk and bring up those hints of that dream, like naturally in speech. And they don't remember the whole conversation we had in like dream world, you know, stuff like yeah. that. 
and then they think that you kind of and it was like wow it was like wow I don't even and especially when you are a natural reader you pick up energetically and it, it would be different I would call myself crazy if it would be different if I didn't have the reviews and you know the back and to back it up but this is something that's proven and I've even read myself or did recorded reading to myself and I read them back to myself months later. So I give myself advice for like months out on end. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll record a three month video and then just for myself personally, and then I'll rewatch it. Like if I'm giving another person a reading so that I can yeah. uh, block off my energy, which is some good advice for people out there who also do read. Um, but yeah, so basically back to the situation is I did everything in my power. And it, the reason why I pushed so hard for this connection is because it was breaking a barrier in me. Okay. I felt like, um, I, I just felt like I had to get his acceptance. You had to be with this person. Yeah. I had to be with this person. I had to get this his acceptance. He was too handsome, too, you know, put together, too perfectly sculpted. I mean, this guy like looked like, to be honest, he, <laughs> he looked like a muscular Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, that's the only thing I can compare it to, like, a, a, yeah. So he was, like, super intimidating. He gave me this fire. He also enhanced my, like, um, desire to enhance my sex appeal and honor my sexuality. So all of these things shifted in, like, the past seven and a half months. And it's all because I connect with him. And that was it. But it ended. It was a, it ended because um, this person just couldn't... Um, I don't feel like this person ever thought that I was good enough for them. I don't, I don't know because this person doesn't speak to me. They don't talk. They just kind yeah. of like, it's kind of like this telepathic connection. And when we hang out together, yeah, we'll speak and, and stuff like that. But even then, it seems like there's something else that he's saying that he's not saying. And as someone who studies, you know, body language, movement, energy, um, and especially when I'm working hard to block off my own energy so I can pick up on his energy, I just, I don't feel like it's worth uh, waiting for someone who doesn't value you. You know what I mean? And this person would take, you know, other people out and stuff like that, but wouldn't take me out. And it was like, how much more clout do I have to get? How much more subscribers do I have to get for you to notice me? How many more, you know, pictures do I have to post? How many? Da -da -da -da? And it was just like yeah. too much. And I was like, you know what, man, I sent him a message. I'm very vocal about my emotions. I don't care if they think I'm crazy or whatever. I'm, I'm very vocal about my emotions. Why? Because I spent... 22 years suppressing all of emotions of, you know, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, you know, toxic relationships, hiding other people's secrets that harboring in my soul that's hurting my energy. And finally, after I released that, I'm not going to harbor that. So I messaged this person and I finally said, you know what? I'm done trying with you. We're at a time in a quarantine. If you still haven't messaged me by now, if you still left me unignored, if you still left me unseen, then you really don't care about me whatsoever because what if I died? Yeah. I, told you, I was like, what if I, what if I die? Just, just real quick. And what if I was about to die or I got, you know, God forbid that the virus or anything like that. And you were my last request. Would you even know, or would my message of you being my last request be in your ignore box? Yeah. And I know that's deep, but it's also something that I have to think about because I'm a very strong future type, future person. I'm building something very delicate to my heart, as I'm sure you know. You're building your own empire. You're building your own legacy. You're building your own, this is me. And I wanted to create that with this person. I felt like we have such creative flow together, and it's magnetic, and the energy is just there. But the resistance 
isn't worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't worth it. The putting myself down to say, oh, he took this person out to a concert because she's probably prettier. No, it's about I can take myself to a concert, have amazing time, probably get free VIP by manifesting because I did that once. I got two free VIPs to um, and I got front row, like literally, not even front row, like uh, in front of the gate. Okay. Nice. Um, to like see three days of grace. So like I saw them like literally right there by the stage and I had two free VIP passes. I spent like $10 and got free drinks all night. So it was like, and that was all by manifesting. And I can tell that's, that story is pretty, pretty vivid. Um, but back to the breakup and everything like that, it was just like, I can't, I can't give this any more energy, you know, Yeah. It was just like that. And yeah. Me accepting that reality because for the longest time I've known I felt this way. This isn't something I just woke up to. It's something that's been there. And because it's reached its limit, I was like, you know what? This is just, I'd rather be alone. I've actually found this time by myself, moving into my own place for the first time by myself, not having to be that codependent person, only moving in with somebody, only sleeping in the bed with somebody else, or da 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 da. It's like, no. I love my own energy. I like my house clean. I, you know, like my cat's yeah. awesome. I started to become more grateful for like my current situation. And instead of, you know, kind of being hurt over the rejection, the lack of responsive energy or the communication or just acknowledging my existence in general, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that is, I love being being comfortable being single and like being comfortable on your own. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. So I even texted my sister um, the other day and I was like, just randomly. And I was like, I was driving in the car and I was like, you know what? Just driving down all these beautiful trees. I, um, I live near like a, I don't know if I can say it on here, but you know, yeah, probably not. You've lived. <laughs> right. Probably not. But um. Yeah, so I live near like a lot of beautiful trees and and like um, just a beautiful architecture. And nice. Like, yeah, and it really just makes me feel like connected to everything. It makes me feel like wow, this is exactly what I wanted. I got everything I wanted on my manifestation board. Everything. My yeah. Dad, the exact same furniture. You know, I I got the build up a business that I wanted. I got the opportunity that I needed. Everything came and f- fell into line. Why? Because I was putting an effort and I was actually putting more effort into myself instead of trying to attach to someone else's energy. Yeah. And I love, I love that, that you recognized that that was happening and then you made a conscious decision to stop that and then put the back on you. And, and that reminds me of something a friend of mine, um, said recently in an, in an interview, um, she said that sometimes in relationships, it's not that the other person is, is an evil person or they're a bad oh, person. Not at all. It's just that there's something about their personality, their energy that brings out the toxic behavior in you because we are all like, we all have our shit, right? We all have oh, our yeah. triggers and all that stuff. And I think the, the, um, the the catch and the trick is to find somebody whose shit complements your shit and doesn't make it think, you know? It kind of reminds me of that song by Justin Timberlake, Mirror. Um, 
but here's the song. Uh, I'm sorry, not the song. The reason why I'm bringing up that song is because you're talking about instant reflection. We are what we attract. What we want wants us to, okay? But we have to pay attention to what type of energy we're putting out to the universe and attracting. So it's about us being mindful of our energy and realizing, like, what kind of reflection are we going to have? This person is an embodiment of me in some type of way. Just because we're not husband and wife doesn't mean that this person isn't a reflection of my own energy. I'm having this person around me. This person is, um, you know, supporting my energy give me emotional well-being um i need this person to be a reflection of how i i love in a way even though everyone has a different love language there is a certain frequency that lovers have to be on um and it's about paying attention to red flags and toxic traits and realizing wow those Great. red flags and toxic traits i have had a tendency in the past to do you know like this person blows up for no reason well maybe in the past i used to blow up for no reason you know stuff like that and realizing, oh man, it's not about realizing, oh, this is my karma or anything like that. If that's what you believe, I understand. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if something happened in the past, okay, that's still a part of your energy, a situation, you're going to be instantly reminded of it. That's why some people just get caught up with attracting the same exact amount of people um, or attracting, you know, like uh, the same person, the same style of person where it just starts to look like the same thing. You know, in Eat, Pray, Love, they talk about it in the beginning mm -hmm. where she connects like right after and she finds somebody who looks like her ex-husband. And she yeah. connects with that person and thinks that she can just hop in from one inch to another and not give herself time to find herself. So I gave yeah. myself a year and a half. So, yeah. That's great. I love that. I love, love, love that. All right. So um, the last thing that I want to talk about is um, you and your business. So uh -huh. let's talk about what you do and um, let's talk about how people can find you. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, they can find me on Google. I'm all over. So um, you can find me on YouTube, Jasmine Echo, J-A-Z-L-Y-N, um, Echo, E-C-H-O. You can also find my page, uh, my personal website, www.jazzandecho.com, um, and also shoot me an email at echo at jazzandecho.com if you'd like to schedule an event or anything like that. Um, so what I do is, yes, I do offer local services, and I also fly out to events. Um, you know, obviously, I can't right now, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how would how do we how would somebody be able to do this remotely? Okay, so how uh, how you would be able to do this remotely is I'm a natural channeler. So what that means is I channel an energy from all over the world. I have clients from all over the world, from Germany, Japan, Australia, um, all over the U.S., South America, Egypt, um, all over Africa, um, some parts of Europe and Asia as well, um, and quite a few in Thailand. So all of these energies I'm connecting with it, they're resonating with it. Um, all of these followers keep coming to me because I'm a natural channeler. And as you can see on my YouTube videos, you can see exactly how it would be laid out. Um, it would be recorded. I would channel in. I would channel in uh, a letter for you and attach with all your questions and give you a general overall energy overview. And it's either 15 minutes or 30 minutes or a single question. Or you can also do my two different versions of my live readings. I don't offer hour live readings because I'm a very quick channeler, okay? What that means is something that would take someone else an hour to do, I can do it in 30 minutes, and I have been doing it consistently. And a lot of people are like, wow, it feels like an hour reading. It really mm -hmm. does feel like an hour reading because I'm channeling in all of this energy from your guides, from my guides. 
And sometimes I don't even need to use cards, but I do use them for verification so that you know that I'm not just, you know, saying it out of nowhere, that it's actually in relation to something. It's yeah, yeah. With my tools. So I, I offer that as well. I also, I also offer um, channeled letters. So if you just want a channeled letter from your person and how that works is I will dive into their higher self or their stream of consciousness. And um, I will get you a letter as far as how they feel about you. Um, what would they like to say to you? Anything like that. And I will translate the energy. Um, and I've done that. That's one of my most popular services. I have multiple YouTube videos um, with channeled messages. My recent one um, that I have for channeled messages just reached almost, uh, it's almost at 60K. I think it's like only like 100 views away from 60K views. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Oh yeah. For like, I was, I was, I woke up one morning and it was at 20 K views. And I was like, that's exactly how it happens. You just wake up and it's just there. It's, it's like the greatest gift from the universe. You're just like, what? Yeah. People, people want to, people need to hear it, you know? Exactly. And I love reading the comments and I love interacting with my community on there and we do lives and I do free random lives and give back and I also do instant questions. So we have a good time on there and I just love my business. I love what I do. That's really awesome. I am so glad that you are here in this time, in this space that, you know, I can know you and um, that you're able to share your gifts with people in the world. Oh, and thank you. I, you too. I'm so happy I've connected with you. I, I like genuinely, I don't like a lot of people. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we have like a really good, we have a really good vibe. We have a good banter. Oh, Aquariuses are awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful evening and um, we'll talk soon. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that's the show, Wellness Warriors. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Rate and review the podcast if you haven't already and share this episode with a friend. I'll be back in a few days with a bonus episode in which Jaslyn did a reading for me and shared some really interesting things that I have to look forward to in the next few years. Um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Until then, wellness warriors, be brave, be light, be well.